homes are around us because we're coming to you from North Carolina, headquarters of Remarkable A Speakers Bureau, but we're going to rock. That's our theme song for the day. We will rock you. And yes. I can promise you that will happen. Now, we're so glad you chose to join us this morning. And we have a guest that's going to keep us moving and rocking. This 30 minutes is going to be gone before you know it. Now, I have with us the iconic Calvin Stovall. Now, he is a high energy keynote speaker. He's an MC, a corporate trainer and author. Now, he specializes in bringing an experience customized to your organizations and audiences and for you, for those that desire to create or maintain iconic status. Now, isn't that what we all want? Let's give a big shout out and welcome to Calvin Stovall. Welcome, Calvin. Hey, thank you, Sue. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Um, and um, I want to also thank all of the listeners and watchers that are out there today, this morning. And you're right, there's storms going on around us, but you know, we're going to have a blast in here today. <laughs> yes, we are. We're ready. We're ready to rock. Ready to rock. Well, to begin with, Calvin, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. It's iconic. Mm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Wow, that's I'm going to make this short because I could go with this one question all 30 minutes, but I'm going to make this short. Um, I've, I've, actually, I've actually been I've actually been in the hospitality industry probably about 25, 25 years or so. And um, I started as a desk clerk at a Holiday Inn in downtown Chicago. Uh, that's my hometown, uh, born and raised. Go Bears! <laughs> and um, so after various roles, um, um, in Chicago at, at hotels. Um, I, I went to graduate school at the Cornell Hotel School um, in Ithaca. And after that, um, I ended up working for, it was Promise Hotels at the time, which is now Hilton Worldwide. And I started uh, my career in the hotel industry, particularly at, uh, I would say, uh, moving up as an assistant general manager at an embassy suites. It was a corporate property there in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, so I, you know, relocated from Chicago there, and then I transitioned into corporate, and eventually became the vice president of brand marketing for Homewood Suites by Hilton. Um, so I would probably say um, that's when I realized that God had given me a gift of gab, as they say, or in public speaking, because um, as a vice president, you know, you have to do presentations at annual conferences and things of that nature, and I would always get such a positive reaction. Uh, from the audience. And, you know, and then I, I met a guy, a wonderful guy, his name is Keith Harrell. Um, uh, he's no longer with us, but he was a motivational speaker. Um, he had his whole thing was around attitude is everything. Love the guy. Miss him a, a, a lot. Um, and he kind of took me under his wing and and kind of, you know, gave me the ropes of being a public speaker and, and working with bureaus and so forth. And, and I've been here ever since. Um, I, I just love doing it. And I just know um, that God has given me this gift to inspire and motivate people. And I've just been doing it um, for a while now. It's, I think this will be, I really like started on my own since 2005. And so I've been in it for you know about 17 years or so, I guess. Um, and it's just been fantastic. I love being on the platform. I love getting reactions for people and, and just helping them grow. It's been a fantastic ride. I can't complain at all. That is awesome because you know, 
I saw you in person <laughs> my world. Uh, and, I said, and I said, would you like to come on our bureau? <laughs> and when you yeah. said yes, I was just exploding. I was like, yes, this is, yeah. this is me. So yeah. I see where you started. And I also knew Keith. I loved him. I you knew Keith him. too? Wasn't we he wonderful? We didn't even know that. This isn't this isn't rehearsed. Wow. Okay. Wow. And uh we're hearing people already saying, awesome, Calvin. Okay, so you already made a hit and we're rocking on it. Now, Calvin, you're known for this that you design a practical and systematic technique called the iconic framework. Now you've trademarked this and you help all of us as well as organizations, associations, meetings, anyone to achieve and maintain that iconic status that we're looking for in the eyes of our clients and customers. Yes. So what is this iconic framework? <laughs> you what know, a lot of people have heard it maybe, they just don't know what it is. Now, yeah. I know you could talk for hours on this, but I know that you can help us in just a few, few minutes here. So tell us more about mm -hmm. the iconic framework. Okay. Well, I'm, 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 as you said, I'm going to, I'm going to break it down quite simply. It, it is it, the iconic framework. It actually was derived out of uh, my interest in exploring why some brands or companies are able to sustain and still, you know, remain in business despite of, you know, economic shifts or things changing in the marketplace. Um, so I, I wanted to, I looked at that and, Tried to come up with, I wanted to come up with an easy framework where people can understand how they might be able to use the, the research and stuff that I've gathered. And, and in, a, in simple form, you could use this. And what I found like during the pandemic, um, I had, I, you know, I pivoted um, it a little bit because it was originally created for brands. Um, but you can look at these um, elements when I run through them real quickly as an individual as well, um, because we ourselves can be iconic. Um, just like a company can. And so I'll quickly run through each quadrant. The first quadrant is to be unique. Um, and that quadrant is probably the most important um, because the other three will not work without this piece. Um, the be unique is all around what makes you different, what makes you stand out from the crowd, um, what are the gifts and things that you provide or offer um, that no one else can. And basically it also is rooted in what is your why. And Everything important is, is rooted in why. And so once you've discovered your why um, personally or as an organization and you get people rallied around that and you know what your unique what your uniqueness is and what makes you different, that will that's the biggest piece of everything. Um, and then the next quadrant is to be authentic. Um, authenticity. I mean, we hear that word a lot today and, you know, being authentic to myself and things of that nature, my authentic self. And, and the framework is around that, but this is, it goes a little bit deeper. Um, I'll talk about authenticity also to your customers, you know, being, having empathy, um, being able to walk in their shoes and being authentic in that walk with them. Um, and also being authentic to your employees. Um, some of the things that have been highlighted, I say leadership traits today um, probably weren't um, as, as celebrated before the pandemic are things like being humble vulnerability, being transparent, all of those things that are seen as authentic 
um, are things that you need to do now. I think that are just very important, in, in the, particularly in the, in the workplace today and, and to yourself as well. The next quadrant is to be passionate. I don't think anything can be accomplished great without passion. And so when I talk about being passionate, it's really, you know, what gets you excited in the morning, it's that fire in the belly every single day, um, you know, leading with vigor and vitality, all of those things. Um, the passion is, is just what keeps you going and burning when sometimes, when the, you know, those days when you don't really feel like, you know, getting up in the morning, like, oh, my God, but the passion will push you through every single time. So you got to have that. Um, and then last but not least is to be consistent. And this one kind of is a dual component there. Um, the first one is to be consistent around focusing on the things that matter most. We have a lot of things that we deem priorities in our lives. Um, you have to be able to identify which levers you want to put you, which things are going to carry you forward um, and get, make the most impact. So it's really identifying what those things are, focusing on the things that matter most. But probably even more important underneath that quadrant is never, ever becoming too complacent or comfortable. Um, I think sometimes success can become a barrier to innovation. Uh, we can become so comfortable and things are wonderful. We're just riding along. And the next thing you know, um, you're behind the competition. So you've always, always got to be looking at what's coming next. What can you know what you can do to take your customer experience or the service that you provide or whatever um, uh, and being ahead of your customers. So those four quadrants there, I believe as simple as that formula is, I think organizations, you know, like the Chick-fil-A's, the Disney's, um, the Nordstrom's and, you know, Rich Carlton's of the world, they understand those four quadrants and they deliver on those consistently. Um, even, you know, bands, you know, I love music. I mean, Elton John and, and people like Queen, bands like those, LL Cool J, they're here, they're still here for a reason. They understand their audience and they understand how to pull those four quadrant levers when they need to. So, but you got to have all four to be iconic. How simple, but so memorable because you don't think or take away anything today is these four things, how to be iconic is got to be unique, right? Right. Be authentic, right? Got to yep. be passionate, right? Yes. You got to be consistent, right? Yep. Well, Calvin, when I first heard you, I took these to heart. I did. And we made it through COVID and we've done well. What do you think? You think Remarkable has a shot at being iconic? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you're different. You're very different. I think you're very different, Bureau. This is what we're doing right now. It's very different. I don't know any other bureau that's doing something like this. You're featuring speakers and, and, you know, I know your whole purpose and why I know why you do what you do. You share that every single time when we're talking. Um, and I, I think I know you're authentic. You, you, there's only one Sue Falcon in the world. And that's what makes it makes it so working with you is just fabulous. You're very passionate. And your bureau is very, you know, you're passionate about what you do and the people you work with. And last but not least, you are definitely not complacent or we wouldn't be sitting here on this pot or doing this today. Um, so, yes, I think uh, a Remarkable Speakers Bureau is very iconic. And I know you'll continue to be, you know, evolve and grow and change. And that's how you stay relevant. You, you just can't sit in one place. And, and, you know, and I think what happened during the pandemic, we, we had to shift our lives in ways never imaginable. And if you if you did not learn that, um, you missed a 
opportunity, <laughs> you know? Yes, so, yeah, right. yeah, mm -hmm. so yes, yes. I do think a remarkable speakers bureau is iconic, yes. Thank you so much, <laughs> And you as well, and you as well. <laughs> just let me tell you, this was certainly out of my comfort zone. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you I know, I know there's a lot of things that a lot of negatives that came out of the pandemic. I, I mean, you know, some of us have lost people. Right, exactly. And you never know. You never know what's going on. Now, I hope we didn't lose you, Calvin. Did we lose you? I hope not. I'm thinking maybe we did. Now, just remember, audience, we are in a storm zone. <laughs> We are awaiting the hurricane to come our way. We don't know what we're going to get or how much. So are you back, Calvin? I'm back. What happened? I don't know. You know, it's the storms. You know, it's storms going on. At least I'm back, you know. Uh, you, I you know. Just know. I'm glad you're back. Yes. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> so we can adjust. Yes, ma'am. We, we, we keep rolling. We keep rolling. We are rolling. Okay? That's right. We're going to keep rolling. All That's right. right. That's now, right. I know you have a passion for the hospitality industry, but mm -hmm. you speak for many other industries as well. So everyone out there, he's not just hospitality, he's real estate, he's long-term healthcare, he's all associations and much more. Now, tell us, Calvin, when you're out there in all these, whether it's virtual or in-person or hybrid, whatever they want, right? Tell us, what are the some of the things you've seen organizations struggling with today? Ooh, we that that I mean, again, that's that's another question that I could talk about for a long time. But but I, I really want to say my biggest one I think I've seen challenges is is culture, um, company culture. And, and I say that because I as I mentioned earlier, I think COVID did a number on a lot of you know us as individuals, but also organizations. Um, one of the things that I've seen companies struggling with is, is finding and retaining talent. And I think a lot of it is, you know, I think a lot of organizations are trying to operate in the pre-COVID mindset, um, and you, you just can't do that. Things have just shifted and changed so much over the last couple of years, and people have really reevaluated what's important to them um, over that time. And so people are just not willing to work in in environments that are toxic or um, where there's bad leadership or organizations that don't value um, or, you know, um, um, celebrate their differences and contributions to the organization um, or companies that are not willing to invest in their development. Um, people are just are looking for, for different things in organizations. So um, I would just say that if you want to continue to be quote unquote iconic, you have to evolve into what is important to people today. I've always been a proponent for employees first um, because if you take care of your employees first, everything else will fall into place. Your customers will be happy, you'll be profitable, all of that. But if you're not really focused on um, looking at your employees as assets and making sure that they're continuing to grow and things of that nature, and if you see them as just cogs in a wheel or just to serve you, as the leader, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're dead in the water. Um, so I just, I just see that that's like the culture thing is the biggest, and you can't, you, you have to focus on it. If if you don't focus on building a positive culture, the culture is going to evolve into what it is. And so you guys, if you want to have a company that is known for 
having such a great culture, making sure their employees are really, you know, taken care of and things, you have to make an effort to make sure that happens. Um, so, you know, I, I just would say, if you want to maintain and be iconic, focus on your people. Everything else will fall in place. That is so true. I love it because we're hearing these comments right now. Mm -hmm. Organizational culture is key, you know, yeah. and I once heard this quote that says you have to be clear and concise or otherwise they will invent it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so it, 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 yep. you're not in control. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna invent it and it's gonna go <laughs> on. You, you you are absolutely right. I think it was I think it was Peter Drucker. He's a remember Peter, he's a management guru, and he, he had a quote um that was um strategy eats no, culture eats strategy for breakfast. That's what it was. <laughs> And 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 basically, what that means is that you can you can put the best strategy in place. You could spend hours, days, weeks, months, years putting a strategy in place, but if the people aren't involved in it, or believe in it, or rallying around it, or understand it, it's all for nothing. You have to have the people engaged and involved in it. That's that first quadrant. That that's why I say that piece, that first piece. You got to have the why. You have to. Um, and they have to know it. They yep. Have to you, and you have to live it then, right? Yes. And then you have to train to it the things, whatever those culture values are or the culture you're trying to create. You got to make sure people are, are trained to deliver it and they, you, they have the tools to do it properly. It's, it's not easy, but you, you just, if you want to be iconic, you got to make it happen. Exactly. And I want to give a shout out to Lisa Raymond, who is our broadcast director, focusing on making us look good here. Go, and Lisa. My assistant, Rosie Stoltz, who uh, handles everything. Without yeah. those two, we couldn't even have a shot. All right. Being iconic. So I, right. I know the value of people. I, yes. I want yes. that. I take want care that. of your people. Take care of your people, and they will take care of you. Exactly. Right. Yep. And that doesn't yep. seem too... Um, Deep does it? it do, if that's the thing, it doesn't. It seems that way, but <laughs> organizations Not struggle with <laughs> because it's work. It's really work, and you know, if you're focused always just on revenue and making the bottom line and all of that, you will. You just you you could get there in a way where everybody else is supporting it. It, it just doesn't have to. It just doesn't have to be the way some of the organizations um, are doing it today. But you have to shift your mindset. It's a different world. We're in a different world today. And um, if you're still operating in the old ways, you, you're going to be, you're going to have big challenges going forward. Exactly. Exactly. Now, he is, Calvin is an author as well. Now he's got a book that's been out that I love. I dearly love called Fanatically Relentless Customer Service. And that's kind of where your hospitality came in and you evolved. But now I'm so excited to announce today. This is a big news excitement uh, announcement today. And I'm glad and honored that we can do it on this show. But um, you have a new book project out, right, Calvin? Yes. Yes. Okay. What's that called? It is called uh, Hospitality historiography 
That's a big word. That's a big word. That's a big word. Um, and it's, I mean, Sue, I, I can't even tell you. I don't even know how to explain how excited I am working on this project um, because it marries two, two huge passions that I have. Um, the hospitality piece, of course, um, but it also, I've, I also have a, a affinity for, for history, particularly black history. Um, so it marries the both. And this book is in a nutshell, it is a, in summary, it's a historical depiction of African-American contributions to the hospitality industry starting probably in the late 1700s um, through the civil rights up to today. Um, it's a big project. It, it, it started, I like to say um, this book is 30 years in the making um, because, because actually it started as a monograph at, when I was in graduate school at Cornell. And um, I was involved with the National Society of Minority Hoteliers, which is an organization that started there. And they were the first chapter. And I was asked to um, just look into the Black contributions to the industry. Of course, I got so engaged in it and I ended up writing my monograph for graduate school with it. And so fast forward, that was in 93. And we fast forward to last year in sometime in the spring, um, I was cleaning out some things. I found the monograph and a friend of mine um, asked me to, she was like, what is that? I was like, it's a, it's a monograph that I wrote. And, but I said, it's, you know, I wrote it quite a few years ago. And she's like, well, let me see it. And and I can tell as she was reading it, um, she was just like blown away. And so she's like this, and I'm going to give her credit. She was like, this right here needs to be a book. And so I, you know, called a couple of sources. And they were like, man, that would be fantastic. So for the last year and a half, um, I have been finding some some wonderful, wonderful stories um, to add in here. And I mean, it's, it's been a great learning experience for me. And I mean, cause if you think about that whole segregation era, Sue, uh, you know, I mean, just imagine today, imagine a Beyonce or a Denzel Washington um, or, or a famous black athlete like Serena Williams going to a hotel and not being able to check in because they're of the color of their skin um, and having to go to another black owned hotel because they were welcome there. So of course, that led to so much innovation um, within the African-American race. And, and we created some of the best first-class hotels out there. Um, and so th this whole book is all about the celebration and, and inspiring people to know, because they did this in, under very challenging circumstances um, and were able to, some of them became millionaires um, and things of that nature. You know, because I just think this is going to, I just think open people's eyes to a whole new side of things. 99.9% .9 of the people in this book, people probably have never heard of. So, you know, people like Dr. John, Aveda Somerville, Barney Ford, George T. Downing, Edwin Berry, um, you know, Madam you know, Sarah Spencer Washington, all of those people were like major hoteliers and built these hotels to cater to African-Americans when they couldn't stay in any white owned establishments. So, I'm just going to be, I'm so proud of the work. Um, I'm still working on it. I still have a targeted date for spring 2023 as its release. Um, but I think it's just going to, and I just, it's been such an inspiring piece for me to do. 
And I just hope the same, it, it's the same for others that read it, regardless of what color of their skin is, because I think it's gonna open their eyes to a whole new world. I'm so excited. I'm a history person too. I love history. Yeah. I love learning about what I don't know. And uh, anyway, what what we can learn from each other. Yes. Take this, because I, I just love that. I love that. What makes us unique, because we need to understand one another. Yes. And we need to get yeah. it out in the open and talk about it, right? Yes, yes. You yes. and I have had many conversations, have we not? Absolutely. Absolutely. We sure have. Oh, and, and we come away learning more from each other than we could ever, ever imagine simply because we were willing to take the risk yes. to listen and ask. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? and, and so I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait. I'm yeah. so excited <laughs> to have it, out, to get it out there. And yeah. Then, only be promoting that really really large and i'm sure we're already creating an audience for you right now <laughs> that's great oh, that's great oh this is great you know yeah, so, yeah. oh yes we are already creating that so we wish you the best Thank and you. uh you know this is going to just be rocking rocking the industry that's yeah. what we're going to do and yeah. that makes it even more iconic doesn't it yes it does yes it does i just think that once, once, once this book comes out, Sue, um, I, I do believe in, in my heart, you know, God willing, that it's going to just change the, tra the trajectory of what I speak about. Um, you know, I'll always be a customer service hotel person. And that's why I think this is so cool, because it marries both the history and hospitality. But having this topic um, and being able to share this with the world um, is just going to be a major, major, I guess, accomplishment for me. Um, and, and I'm just glad I have the opportunity. God put it in my spirit to even write it. I just feel so passionate about it. And that's what one of those things are. That's right. Yeah, that's right. See, you know that everything we do, that's great. I think it comes back to those four quadrants. I, I mean, you can always see it in there somewhere, you know, and I, and that's what I tell people, you know, yeah, maybe a particular time you may have to press the accelerator on one quadrant more than the other. But all four has got to be there to be iconic. You have to have all four. So I have yeah. learned so much. I don't know about our audience, but let me <laughs> I'm learning and learning every day. And that's that's passionate that I I love that learning piece and yes. what you bring to your organizations that you speak at and every audience that you speak in front of, because they're mm -hmm. interested. Yeah. They want to make sure they get it. Yeah. They want to hear more. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure everyone out there today probably wants to hear more too. So we've been flashing up there how mm -hmm. they can have you at their next event. Yes. And yes. In closing today, Calvin, I've got a question for you that you weren't prepared for, and I'm glad. Oh, I love it. Give it to me, Sue. Bring right. it. <laughs> this makes us rock. What will you do today, Calvin, to be remarkable? I'm going to be writing. <laughs> I am going to today. My focus is to do the AG Gaston Hotel. I, I've started that story um, motel. And so I'm going to finish that up today. And then the rest of the day, I'm, I'm probably going to watch a, a maybe a movie on Netflix or something and relax for the rest of the day. And so um, I have a little task list, but I got to say this right here was a highlight of my day today. So I want to thank you again for having me. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to do some work, but I'm also going to take it easy. Um, try to stay dry. And, um, you know, I still continue to pray for all the, you know, people that had to suffer during the, during the storm and things of that nature. But um, yeah, that's kind of my plan today. And we are praying that our electricity stays. Yeah, up. that doesn't go out. Oh man. Not, we are, we are, <laughs> we're in that, that thing. And certainly we're praying all around. We have many speakers in Florida that we've just yeah, yeah, looks horrible. like everybody's safe and which is really great. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, all those kind of things. But even in the storms of life, yes, ma'am. It'll be iconic. We yes, can that's right. All yeah. those things happen. Now, you out there too, I'm going to ask you the same question. This is a challenge. What are you going to do today to be remarkable? Because you can. It's a choice, but it will make your day go the way it's supposed to. And again, Calvin, you rocked it. You Thank absolutely you. did. Thank uh, you. As we close today, we want to make sure that everybody knows that if you're looking for a speaker, this is one that you want to make sure you have on your list. And we'll be glad to help you with that. And make sure you join us next Friday at the same time, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, right here. And our, our other channels we have up going, where our guest will be Bart Berkey. Now, he's amazing. So we're ready to rock again. And I hope you have. A remarkable weekend. Stay safe. And if you're in the weather zone, stay safe. And we will see you next week. Thanks again, Calvin. Thank you. It was wonderful, Sue. Thank you so much to all your listeners and viewers. Thank you so much for your time. I know you could have been doing anything else, but I just appreciate you giving 30 minutes to my to me. And, oh. and, and yeah, I'm I'm so thank grateful. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank right. you. All right. Bye-bye. Have bye. a great weekend. Yes. Be iconic. Walk the world. <laughs>